chaos is everywhere. Yeah, there you are, buddy. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So, um, hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos Final Frontier. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, and that guy over there, I just picked him off the hamburger bush, Mr. Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it, what? And uh, just uh, getting out of the way. We're joined with three special guests today. We've not only got Scruffy and Stanley, but over in the corner there is Jen. So if you hear anybody roll their eyes really loudly that it gets picked up on the audio, that's Jen. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we're going to be watching some Star Trek, and Jen's going to be ignoring us on her phone, wondering why she ever said yes to a date with me. Bailey. Alrighty, uh, we're watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Season 3, Episode 8, uh, Meridian. Do you got it pulled up and ready to go, buddy? Uh, yep. <laughs> Alright, and... Um, oh, wait, gonna... one second. Maybe oh, not. Okay. It, it, it's on the screen, but it's not, like, doing anything. One second. That's weird. Alright, yeah, let me know when you're ready. Uh, in the meantime, I can tell people that we finally figured out all of our Halloween stuff. Uh, so next week, not this upcoming week, but the week after, we're going to be watching Army of Darkness um, for our Halloween special. And then the last bonus episode for the month, I think there's two left, uh, Mars Attacks. And then um, the, we did a three-parter Power Ranger episode. And then on Halloween itself, we're going to have some Simpsons Halloween episodes. So still a lot more bonus stuff to go, but we finally got it all figured out what we're actually doing. So... Yay! Cool. Yay! <laughs> All right, are you uh, set up? Maybe. All right. Well, we'll try it and see if it works. All right. So, um, yeah, we're we're at zero. Oh, yep. Map up, and we're gonna hit play in three, two, one, play. And there's the space station. That is indeed a space station. <laughs> I still love that meme that I saw. Um, the other, or like a while ago, I put it up on Twitter, and it's Bender getting thrown out on the moon. He's like, I don't even need your space station. I'm going to go start my own space station with blackjack and hookers. And it just shows a picture of Deep Space Nine. It's not wrong. I guess not. <laughs> that That's a really interesting thing right off the bat. What? Kira intentionally makes her coffee too hot. When she could make it at a easier temperature to drink right away. Yeah. I mean, that's something a lot of people do at Starbucks. They make their coffee too hot for no apparent reason. Yeah, but this is like you can you can put in the exact temperature you want it, and it, it, she does it on not too hot on purpose. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I wonder how long it would take me to get like this is the ideal temperature that I want my coffee. Yeah. If I actually did that, like. 32 degrees Celsius is too much, but 30 Are you about to say 32 degrees calcium? I was going to say Celsius. Yes. Oh, okay. but, um, 
without his voice, he doesn't stand out, but I'm, I'll point it out here. That is uh, the guy that's playing this alien that's just approached them is Jeffrey Combe. And um, this is his first ever Star Trek appearance. He did uh, audition to be Commander Riker on Next Generation, uh, but he didn't get the job, obviously. But he shows back up in Deep Space Nine as like two different recurring characters. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of him coming up. I just want to point out because he's a big deal in Star Trek-ish circles. <laughs> Odo looks what so fantastic. Girl moves. Oh, I mean, he, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, at least Odo's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. This is awkward. This is weird. I mean, it's most things, though. Not, well, yes. As we've established in this part of the universe, yes. It's not supposed to be in Star Trek, though. No. Goodbye, awkward dude. Just tell him no. Yeah. That's a sad statement that in the 24th century that would still be happening. Right? Uh, high school uh, young Mr. Gilchrist can really feel for Odo in that scene right there. I doubt a woman touched you in high school. You might be right about that. You, you may be right. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh, let's look at the Defiant. Let's do some exploring. It's not like we're in a completely, you know, dangerous part of the galaxy where our worst enemies are waiting to kill us. We're close to times of war, people. Come on. We're not out here playing hopscotch. <laughs> this is basically the Star Trek version of the idiot's uh, face in wrestling. Where, like, no matter what they're doing, no matter how much danger the crew of a Federation ship is in, they'll always take time to explore. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's what they do. Whoa! Where did that Earth come from? It looks like some sort of other dimension. Not to give it away too much. Bah, bah. Oh, I wait I wait every week just to hear you sing the theme song that's not the theme song to Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Girl, you're welcome. Uh, that that's that's the bulk of our friendship right there. That that explains our whole dynamic. In two oh, so I don't forget because uh, it's the thing that I do. 
November 14th, 1994. That's when this originally aired. Ooh. We're moving closer and closer. Like I think it's April of 95, if I'm not mistaken, that Voyager premieres. So we're getting there. I think it's yeah. actually like two or three episodes. It's not even a lot left anymore. I'll have to look it up because the, the episodes that are going to be going on when we get to Voyager are actually a two-parter. So I don't know if it's like we're going to watch the first part of the two-parter, then Voyager, then the second part, or if it's like the second part and then Voyager. I really just don't know. How to, we're going to follow as close as we can to the actual dates of when they aired, so nothing will be out of order. So much space, so much ship. Uh, so much station, I mean. So much places to boldly go. So little time to go at. Oh. Oh, yes, the planet is settled. I, I wonder, would you consider this meridian to be prime? <laughs> yes, I would consider the meridian to be prime. Uh, I, I'm too much, really. You're too something. Too cool. Uh, wait, does that make me Rikishi? Yes. Uh, fair. So this planet's based on, I guess, an, um, a Scottish legend uh, about a village called Baradun that disappears um, every, like only appears every hundred years. So, not to, I mean, they're going to explain it pretty quickly because they understand what's going on. But yeah, basically the planet appears and disappears for a long time. I'm assuming this won't be like the last time they ran into something like this, where they ran into that random settlement that threw them into hot boxes. No, this is actually a pretty light episode. There's not really any kind of bad guys to speak of too much. That's it's very shame. much a classic Star Trek kind of like, Ooh, this is a new thing. Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess that like, it's a fine episode, but it's again, it's one of those ones that I skip because it's a character development episode. And I just, I know the characters. Yeah, but, that's fair. I hate characters. <laughs> yeah. You usually don't like that, but maybe this one will surprise us. Who knows? That feels like a very forward question. Right? It's not an alien, alien species. <laughs> Cisco's fitting right in. Look how relaxed he looks. <laughs> Too relaxed, if you ask me. He's a captain. He should be, have more gravitas. Right? Okay, yeah. So they're about to explain it. Basically... Um, I forget what the time frame is. They're going to say it a bunch, but I think it's like every 14 years or something, the planet shifts to another dimension where they exist as um, consciousness, not physical um, beings. Mm. Yeah, 
yep, see, I was right. I remember stuff because I spent my childhood alone watching television. <laughs> and most of my adulthood. Let's not talk about it and move on. I think she's got it, man. You're being awfully forward. <laughs> she can hold the spoon herself, bro. Oh. Maybe it's less creepy when the guy's good looking. Oh, that's like, fair. That's always the case, actually. I don't think I could pull that move off, is what I'm saying. No, no, you could not. To be fair, neither can I, so it's okay. I was going to say, you did have to agree creepy. so wholeheartedly. This is actually really, really... Um, well, I won't I won't spoil it, but this predicts something that's a thing now that like, I can't imagine anybody in 94 would have even thought could have been a thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> that's a I love Ferengis that's a great contract satisfaction yeah. not guaranteed in any way ever oh it was a family guy bit where the greeter at Walmart says welcome to Walmart get your shit and get out <laughs> that's what I think that Frankie would do Yes. May I tell you and your friends something? Okay. I just want everybody to know that the generous God noodle forget the food has blessed us with a bones day. Today's a day of bones. So get out there and get the world, people. Okay, I will I'll let everybody know. I'll try to explain what that means. Okay. Today we're not. It's just today's a bones day. So Jen follows this pug. So like a 13-year-old pug on, on TikTok. And every day its owners pick it up and it's either bones or no bones. And if it's no bones, it just flops over. And there's just a lot of people that like, they basically plan their days around whether this pug has bones or no bones. And today is a bones day. Okay, then. <laughs> I, TikTok is a weird place sometimes, but it makes people happy. So yeah, to get back to this, this creepy creep creeperton of Creeptown wants Quark to make him a personal Holosuite program with a exact replica of uh, Kira. Much like today's deep fakes, which weren't a thing in 94, which is what's really kind of weird that they thought of it. And of course... Oh. As everybody knows, Cork um, said no because he has morals and said, I don't care how much you're going to pay me. Kira is a co-worker, and that would be wrong. Oh, yeah, that's totally what he said. <laughs> Man, I feel like it's 99% what he said. 
He may have taken the money. I mean, to be fair, this is only slightly scummy. It feels... Well, what makes it really scummy is that Kira in no way would ever consent to it, so the rest of the episode is kind of a comedy of Odo trying to get a, like, candid picture of her so yeah. it can, you know, replicate her. So it's completely against her wishes. If somebody were to be like, hey, no, I don't care. Cut me in for the profits. Here's a picture. That, that's fine. But that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, so they only get 12 days. Okay, it's 60 years. So they only get 12 days at this point in the physical world, and then every 60 years they um, come back. But uh, he's just explaining it gets shorter, so it's kind of hard to make babies in 12 days. Bum, bum, bum. Conflict, drama. I bet the kid wasn't supposed to drop it. No, that was clearly... Like, it was a good throw, too. The kid just dropped it and they kept that take for some reason. I don't understand why they didn't retake until he caught it. It's such an important part. <laughs> that kid never worked in Hollywood again. No. <laughs> there we just saw the death of a career. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Here we go. Storyline A. I love the just the like throwaway that she would like for Morn, who doesn't speak at all during the show, she would come down and talk to him. More so than she would do it if Quark said that he um wanted to talk to her. The difficulty is only added on by the fact that Kira really, really hates this man. And it has every right to do so. Yeah. I wonder what that was. Doesn't matter if you're really serious about this, Quark? Kira's never won anything before. You won a war, damn it. <laughs> that would have been a great line. Right? <laughs> oh. She doesn't play Dabo. I mean, free Dabo, though. I don't do lottery scratchers, but um, my one of my relatives just sent me a card with lottery scratchers in it, so I did those. 
If it's free, I'll gamble. Check, work. Uh, yes, the readings of the sensors. Oh, I never thought about it before. Like I know when I was a kid, I never thought about it. But ever since I saw the Futurama episodes with the um, original cast of Star Trek, and they point out that every Star Trek plan ends up just being a complicated series of words followed by a simple analogy, I can't unhear it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. This guy's creeping hard. Hey, Jen, just a quick question because you're a girl perspective. If that guy offered to feed you food like 10 minutes after you had met him in a very weird kind of way and like held the spoon, would you do it? The guy with the face? Yeah. No. No. So Jen says no. Jen says that's he gives too... up very much um, preppy white boy college kid going to rape you after I rape you vibes. Yep. You're welcome. So if and you he... didn't hear that, she said he gives off preppy, roofy, rapey vibes. Yes. Which, I, think that's, I think that's very fair. He's the frat boy that never gets convicted for raping me, even though he did. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly the thought we were having. We just put it in those words. So, thank you. You've barely spoken a word. <laughs> How did you get the accent exactly right when we're just listening or reading the uh, subtitles? I don't know. It just came to me. Maybe it's because they're they're a colony of people and British people colonize. Uh, that's not my joke, but it, I find it funny. What? Why? Uh, this is weird. I hope I don't know if they explain this or not, but he he's alive. He he looks relatively young, considering like they only like they only age when they come back to regular form. Right. I wonder, did they explain like how his wife died or anything? Um, I don't know if they've explained it yet. They might talk about it at some point. If it they just did, seems I'm... weird. Yeah. Well, he did talk about people like their people diminishing. So I guess people when they're in physical form, you know, it's just an accident, or if they just happen to be old enough. But uh, I'm guessing yeah. it's some sort of accident. Alright. Yeah, probably like an accident then or something. Because yeah. it also seems to be like Unless it happened like a really like it happened like in the very beginning or something, right? Because like they also don't have a lot of time on this on this in physical form, so right. it has to be like a real a really like quick freak thing. Unless it happened in like the very beginning. Yeah, because it, they he said that the time's grown shorter, so they could have had like a time where they were there for a few months or something. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna sit in the tree like Jenny and Forrest. That's nice. This seems like a horrible idea. <laughs> Well, it's probably going to end in Space Aids if it's like Jenny and Forrest. This is where he'll get you. Oh, yeah, this is where we learn that Dax doesn't like trees. Or, I think she said it, yeah. Because yeah. this is, um, I think she actually said it in the other episode because she, remember she wouldn't sleep on the top bunk. 
because Kurzon yeah. fell out of a tree. Yeah. Nice callback, actually. Oh no, catch me. That's something, because as you can probably tell, that they're both kind of into each other. That's something you don't really think about with her because she's like 300 years old. Like, she's also 23. So this yeah. is like the first time she's ever fallen in love or had like a relationship type of thing happen to her. And she's going to fall in love with Well, I mean, there was the priest dude. Yes. Doesn't work out, but yes. Which, wait, which dude did you say? The priest dude. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work out either. She has bad luck. Don't worry. She'll meet the right man soon enough by the end of this season. Not to give anything away. I mean, we're looking at him right now. Yeah. Clearly this guy who's already not really well-defined is going to be a recurring character. Yep. Clearly. Oh, what comes next, you say? Well, those berries were nature's roofie. (laughs) Baby making. (laughs) And now for a hardcore sex scene. Oh, they're cutting the commercial. What are you talking about? What kind of TV show does that? (laughs) Nothing gets me hotter when we talk about calculations. Yep. They've been here all of like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so dumb. Yeah. No, it definitely is like a whirlwind type thing, doesn't it? I mean, I guess this happens to people. Jen doesn't hated it? me from the start. Still do. All right. <laughs> At least it's a passion. I don't know. It's never really happened to me. Because, like, yeah, no. Like, I've fallen in love. I don't think I've ever fallen in love in, like, a couple hours. That did help, yes. I had other things It doesn't happen in real life. It's unrealistic. Love is fake. Love doesn't exist. Oh, Scruffy. Except for Scruffy. I love Scruffy. I was going to say, how can you say love doesn't exist when I'm sitting right next to Scruffy to Shitsy? Scruffy is love. I was kidding. I love Scruff Scruff and I love Stan Stan. (laughs) All right, more science you talk. This is what's triggering the shift, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Oh, this is what's triggering the shift. Let's make out. We figured it out. Let's bang. Gross. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect you to yell gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Work, what, what are you doing? It's a new game. Shut up. 
you think you could just break into the computer like and they would have like her pro because he's got all that security clearance you could just find like her picture in the computer somewhere also how does he not notice they're coming at him what? he says uh oh now <laughs> yeah it's like he's um, looking at them how does he not notice no it's like um well, on the computer, they've got, like, her records on there, but he's trying to take a picture of her so he can create a holographic character that'll look exactly like her and then the creepy customer can do stuff. I don't know. I don't think the Bajorans have Tinder. It was a rough couple of years for them. Uh, I feel like that's... If we titled these episodes, because I just always call them Chaos Final Frontier, I would call this... Bajoran Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really would watch a sitcom of Odo and Quark. Yeah. I know we talked about it before, but they could raise a baby. They could, like, stop crimes together. I don't even care. So don't get caught. (laughs) That's clearly what she meant. Just don't get caught doing it. Yeah. I mean, she she specifically said if she catches him, that means don't get caught. It's that simple. Also, again, they figured it out right when he was, like, way far away. He could have just walked away. He waited until they got close. You fool. He's so smart and so dumb at the same time. I mean, but also... As as uh, the viewer, we really shouldn't want Cork to succeed because he's clearly doing something very unethical. Yeah. Oh, this is where Jadzia has to be like, listen, I- I'm not staying here. It'll take five and a half days. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. Bah, truth handler you be. I deride your truth handling ability. Sorry. That's not how it works, probably. I bet if he gets off that planet, he just goes, like, he just turns to dust or some shit. You're pretty close. Yeah. So he's about to die, probably. Because I don't think any of them know that, so he's not going to know, and then he's going to hop on there, and he's going to, like, flutter away or whatever.
So I guess stabilizing it means it doesn't stop it from shifting. But I guess they get 30 years there and then 30 years in the um, other dimension. Yeah. You've known each other for 10 minutes. Oh, listen, listen, no, listen, I'm cool with like, yeah, no, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm not cool with either of them having this issue. Both of them. I don't care if Jadzi herself is 23. She has a symbiotic being inside of her that is uh-huh. like, what, hundreds upon hundreds of years old? About 300 years old. Yes, exactly. That knows better. Yeah, fair. Also, the guy. He's been alive for however long we know because of the same thing, because of the 60 years and stuff. So he knows better. It logically makes no sense that this would happen. Yeah. They're both far too knowledgeable to allow to like have something like this happen. I really didn't expect this episode to get under your skin as much as it has, but it's very entertaining to me. So I just want something to be slightly believable. Right. And this is not it. Yeah, like, like I said, I think because um, I think you're right about that as far as like the Jedzia um, symbiotes, but I did, when they did mention that, oh yeah, she's like 23, that made more sense to me. But right. you're right. But even the thing so, inside her isn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because you know, it's a, it's a space soap opera. So I'll let it go. But I got your point, buddy. I guess, even though the characters look young, uh-huh. the fact of the matter is, in the show, they are both at an age, hundreds of years old, both of them. And as far as I can, I would consider two people that are, that's just something that young people would do. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And they're they're not young. Right. I mean, so that's, a, it, it that's just, a fair point. It's just unrealistic. It, it definitely feels more like a, like a, well, that's why I think they said the 23 thing, but you're right. Both characters, based on how they set up, uh, should be more worldly than that. I think Jed's even says that at one point, like, it, it's weird that it's happening to her. But, um, yeah, no, I got you. Also, I'm probably just very jaded, but still, I mean, I still yeah. feel like my point makes sense. No, it makes sense. It, you know, you may be jaded, but you're not like wrong. I would tell you if you're just out and out wrong. Yes, Jen, you, you, you think we're being too jaded over here about the love story? Do you think that either of you knows how to be more jaded than I do? Oh, good point. <laughs> Jen just wanted to point out she's the most jaded. Also, oh, he did go with my plan. I forgot that was actually what he does. He goes to the personnel file. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? So this is what this is what Quark did. Okay. Yeah. But of course, Odo caught him because, well, of course, Odo would catch him. Yeah. 
wait till you see how this resolves because it's one of the funniest, most disturbing things to happen in Deep Space Nine. What the heck? See, the relationship's already falling apart. I mean, how could such a solid relationship built on hours of, you know, love and understanding fall apart so quickly? Yeah, right. the Spider-Man problem. I have to help the others. <laughs> oh, scruffy. I discussed it with the guy who's been trying to get in bed with me since this whole thing started. I can I asked him what it be what we could do to get me with another man. And Julian, because he doesn't understand how to be a good fuckboy, said, Oh yeah, let me help you out with that. Yeah. I mean, you could also say he was being a good friend, whatever. Uh, I agree. He was indeed being a cuck. No, don't do it. I love that Starfleet's such a chill place to work that you can be like, yeah, I just need 60 years to myself. Right. That's true. By the time she gets back, she can call you old man. Yeah, right. Because clearly this is the last time we're going to see Jadzia on the show. Clearly. It'd be kind of cool if a TV show actually worked like that. I mean, some of them, I guess, do, but not very often. Where, like, it's not just an obvious, we're not going to do it. Like, every time a situation like this happens, it works out in some way. Like, you know what I mean? Just constantly changing the cast. 
it would just be a real pain. But it would be interesting to see somebody try to pull it off. You know what a show like that is like that actually is um, Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you ever saw it, nope. but it's about gangsters in the twenties in Atlantic City. And I would have guessed, with one or two exceptions, like just anybody on that show could be killed at any time. And it's like, oh, I just got invested in that character for like three seasons, and they're dead. Yeah, I mean that's basically that's like that's Walking Dead basically too. Mm. So I must have just been talking on my ass. Who knew? (laughs) That's new. Never seen you do that before. (laughs) How is that not already part of the deal, by the way? Like, clearly, if you were going to pay for this very pervy program, you'd want to buy it. That's also a very prevalent Star Trek meme. Who has to clean out the holodeck floors? Yeah. If the kid, here's a question. Uh I don't know if you ever thought of this. If the Kira was realistic, wouldn't it mean even the Hollow Sweet Carol wouldn't want to do anything with him? Yeah, that's actually a good point. If he used her real psychological makeup, she'd yeah. probably be repulsed by him the same way. I guess you could tweak it so it wouldn't happen. <laughs> hey, saw that coming. Yep. So the fun part about that shot is it was supposed to be the real actor who plays Kira's body. But the way they had to shoot that, she would have had to wear this big rubber um, thing on her head. And she was still freaked out by the the Cardassian thing we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, So the moment they tried to put it on her, she, you know, had a panic attack. So they had to use a body double. So I thought that was an interesting story. And plus it brings back the, you know, stuff we talked about from that other episode. Yes, and Stanley the dog is very cute. Well, that's the end of storyline A. Now we got to finish up storyline B. Pretty much. She is such a cook. She just kissed him. <laughs> I mean, on the cheek, on the cheek, but still. I mean, it, it's a reward. She, he's been trying to get with her for like two years at this point. What a what a you're a good friend. Let me kick you in the balls moment. Pretty much. And I think I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. (laughs) He's not paying that interest. Why would he? Why would he? Yeah.
Yeah, so happy. So wait a second. How is it 60 years? Because it's only 30 years in the corporeal form. Is she saying that she's going to, like, well, I don't get it. Is like, so she's only going to be there. I mean, I mean, I say only. Obviously, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. But she's going to be there 30 years of, of corporeal, 30 years with a real body. And then before they go back, she's just going to leave? Well, they figured out a way to stabilize it. But it's not going to, it's still going to be gone now. And then 60 years from now, the stuff they've done to stabilize it will take effect. So then oh. they'll be in corporeal form for 30 years. Gotcha. But then, but still, my point is still remains. So she's, when they come back with the physical bodies, she's going to stay there and then leave the last second. I guess she, what the plan was like that they would, cause they would have 30 years. They could go and do other stuff and then come back if they want to, and then go back into the other, you know, or the other place for 30 years or oh. 60 years, whatever. I think that was the plan because she said she took a leave from Starfleet, so she was supposed to like um, go back to Starfleet at some point. Oh. My favorite part is like if she had made it to that other form and like let's say two weeks later they found out they didn't have as much in common as they thought they did. <laughs> and then she just stuck there for another 60 years. Like a, yeah, like a month or two in, it's just like, I actually really hate you. <laughs> this was a horrible idea. And now right? I'm stuck being part of your essence. So, yeah, as anybody could have guessed, um, Dax could not go into the other form. It didn't work with the transporter. So they had to get her back or was going to basically destroy the planet and her. Yeah. I mean, I guess she would just end up floating in space. So. <laughs> oh, man. You got to remember, she has that crazy murderer in her now, too. So she could just end up killing everybody because of this. I didn't even think about it. Yes, she could just become a serial killer because of lost love. Like, yeah. I mean, realistically, like, I don't even think, I mean, obviously they're not going to like put this, put that into the show or anything. Mm-hmm. But like, when you think like realistically, when you think about it, like they should be watching her whenever something crazy like that happens. They should have like cameras on her being like, you're not going to kill us now, are you? Uh, I'm sure you won't meet anybody else in 60 years. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they'll be brought back up. I'm sure that's not just a one-off thing that'll never be brought back. Yeah, no, you're right. Like every week they're going to be like, man, I really miss that guy that I met whose yeah. name I've already forgotten. Exactly. All right, so that was the end of the episode. What did you think of the episode, considering it's not like a big action episode, it's more about characters and stuff? Yeah, it was fine. The Quark stuff was funny. Yeah. It's one of the better Quark episodes. It is very funny and, you know, just almost classic sitcom level stuff. Um, Yeah. I mean, I am very, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not very jaded. So, like, any sort of, like, romance stuff, I'm instantly just going to be like, nah, fuck that shit. But... doesn't happen a lot on the show so that's good but yeah 
It does. But yeah, at least the cork stuff was funny to off- offset that. All right. So next week's episode is called Defiance, and um, I'll just read the description. When Commander William Riker from the Enterprise visits the station, an intrigued Kira takes him on a tour, um, particularly of the Defiance. So eh, I won't give it away. There's a lot more to it. This is a, actually a pretty good action episode. I believe there's some space battle stuff in it. Um, and it actually does very significantly push forward the main plot and where we're going to be heading at the end of this season, beginning of next season. So. Um, cool. Jen has a question. What was your question? I don't want to cross over like um, nerd worlds or anything. But uh-huh. did, did your friend hear that William Shatner got to go to space? <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, Jen just wanted to ask, did you hear that uh, William Shatner actually got to go to space? Yeah, I saw the news. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it, but good for him. Good for him. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's basically how I feel. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Jen has to remember, you're the Star Trek nerd here, not me. I don't That's really... True. Yeah, the whole point of this is I'm the giant Star Trek nerd. This is actually one nerd that he doesn't know that well, which is what I'm doing. Yeah, so I don't really... like. All I think of it is as good for him. <laughs> all right, so on Wednesday, we're going to be doing uh, Chaos at Ringside. Probably going to talk a lot about the whole fact that Rampage and SmackDown are going head-to-head. Um, but, you know, other stuff that's happened the last two weeks. Um, and then the next week after that's Army of Darkness. And yeah, just a bunch more Halloween stuff coming up. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I really want to add. Did you have anything else you want to add, buddy? Um, no, just uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of their, their night and everything. And we'll we'll be seeing you around soon. All right. Later, everybody. Who's